Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. Joining us right now to talk some college basketball, it is Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian as well as 406 MT Sports. He joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Jordan, great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you are doing well this week here on Christmas. Yeah, man. Merry Christmas. And uh, I, I, I am. I've got a cat that's uh, she's uh, trying to run around right now. So if you hear some meowing in the background or something, I think she's just a little bit hungry. So um, <laughs> I'll, 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 have to, I'll have to get get her fed but but yeah no it, it, it's been great and it's been fun covering college basketball again covering another good good grizz basketball team and, and just kind of getting into the swing of things with the the pole and everything else too so um it's been it's been an interesting year so far well jordan we're obviously going to get into your thoughts with montana and arizona last night montana with a chance almost to upset a second pac-12 team in the same season but before we dive into that though obviously news today being reported that jeff choate is going to interview for the head coaching position that is now open at Boise State. Obviously, he has ties there, was an assistant there for some time here. And obviously, we we don't know if Boise State's going to make him the head football coach. But just as obviously this crazy year is, we know head coaching vacancies were probably still going to happen. With the FCS and other teams going to spring, this could mean head coaches don't even get to coach their team for their final season. And this leaves possibly teams having to decide we can't do a season because we don't have a guy in charge. Yeah, it's going to be definitely different for for Montana State for sure if they have to scramble to to find another coach. Um, you know, I I'm sure that you know their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator might you know step up. Um, names escaping me off the top of my head, but um, you know, one thing last night that I that Bruce Feldman tweeted out um, was that everyone who's coached at has say Boise State has one big there. Who gets it next? You know, it, it it's a it's a great job if you can get it. I mean, if you you just go you just go down the list and you know Chris Peterson and just even going back and you know I there, there there's been so many you know coaches and players that have you know gone on to do great things out of that out of that program and you know if you're Jeff Choate you you've already got you know six years that you spent there you know you know the program you know Boise you know the recruiting you know you know what you know, that, that program's about, you, you've been around for some of those big moments, so it's not like you're just running in there, you know, cold. It's, it, it's a guy that has, you know, some, some significant traction with the program already. Um, he's, he's turned Montana State from a kind of, I won't exactly say laughing stock, because I don't think that's fair, but to, to, to one of the best, you know, FCS programs, you know, in the big sky, if not the country. I mean, you know, I, I think that, you know, if, if this fall would have gone, you know, um, normally, you know, I think that Montana State's again back in the playoffs. I think that that's a team that you know what was just so well coached, and, and and Jeff just has such a great program over there. And so, I mean, if it's him and they offer it to you, it's going to be real, 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 real hard, hard to say no to that. And and like I was saying, just you know, with the 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 the, the, the past coaches and already having experience there, and then already having experience in the program, it makes it it makes it real. Real easy to take that job if you're him, in my opinion, but you never know. Well, Jordan, here's the thing, and this is what I think there's keys here where we, you know, we talk about head coaching vacancies 
whether it be the NFL or college football, I think get overlooked too many times. And one of the things that I think has really stood out, and especially in the last couple of years, and you've heard plenty of his players talk about this, is the culture that's created uh, at Montana State. And again, not knocking anybody else within the Big Sky Conference, but I'm sure they've got great cultures. But one of the things that's taken pride in that you hear a lot about with Jeff Choate is that, and that's really important, especially at, a, I think, a school like Boise State, when you're talking about the resources and the things that they have at their disposal. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing that I've always heard as well. It's just, you know, it, it, it's a program with a lot of good kids in it. You know, they, they, they've recruited well. You know, they, they, they've uh, maintained their coaches. You know, they, they, they've really just been able to, to build something. And, and, and it, like I was saying, man, it, it really just has to be, you know, an intriguing prospect. And um, everything that I've heard out of Montana State has just all been good. And again, just, just, just like you were saying, not, not a dissident in any of the other cultures. Um, or, or football programs around the big sky, but you know, it, it's just, it just, just the way that Jeff talks to the media, he knows that he's doing that in that arena, the way he talks to his players, the way he coaches, the way that, you know, he immediately came in and understood, you know, what the Cat Grizz rivalry was about and, you know, winning that, that game for four years, he knows what it's like to coach in big games. You know, there's just a lot of benefits, you know, if, if you're Boise State looking at a guy like, looking at a guy like Jeff Chope. It's going to be interesting to see what happens for Jeff Choate and the Montana State football program. Joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline is Jordan Hansen as he covers Grizz basketball. And Jordan, let's turn our attention there. This team looked shaky early, but then last week against Washington, getting a win and then putting Arizona on upset alert last night. What did you take away from that game? Well, I'll go out. On, I'll go out on a limb and say that Montana should have won that game against Arizona. Montana was the better team for about twenty-five minutes. Um, they were playing good defense. They're hitting shots. Um, and then, and then they had a seven minute stretch where they couldn't hit a shot and they, you know, they turned the ball over 11 times, um, in the second half alone and, uh, gave up eight offensive rebounds, which absolutely killed them. Michael Stedman, you know, fouled out with about six minutes and 20 seconds left in the game that, you know, killed them there too. And, you know, it, this, this Grizz team is such an enigma because, you know, that, that, that first Yellowstone Christian game, or that first win, the Yellowstone Christian game, obviously a non-D1, but you, you really saw some growth and some progress. Um, you know, Cameron Satterwhite was all of a sudden not on the team. You start to wonder if there's chemistry issues um, and, and different things. But, you know, then they go out and look very good against Washington. You know, they, 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 they hit free throws. They, you know, hit their clutch shots. They, you know, play, you know, the, the defense that, you know, that they know they can play. And, and, and this is a good defensive team. That's another thing, you know, always with Travis. But even again, you know, he's got some really, really, really great defensive players in this roster. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just a thing where last night, you know, a couple more shots, you know, go the other way. Some non-careless turnovers, um, you know, kind of don't happen. And, and you're talking about a Grizz team that, you know, is is four and four right now with two wins over Pac-12 teams and, two, and a win over a very good Pac-12 team. So, you know, Travis and I'm sure those guys are going to take a lot of good things from this. But I know it was also very, very frustrating for them last night. Um, Travis usually talks to um, Riley Cocker and the um, the Grizz play-by-play radio announcer, and he didn't do that interview for the last night for the first time in in, in any game that I, I can possibly remember. So, um, it, that was you know, it, it was obviously a tough loss. Um, for them in, in a game that you know they they knew that they were in and they knew they could have won. Well, that's the thing, Jordan here, and obviously, and this is very crucial too. We we haven't seen very many non-conference games. Obviously, only eight for the Grizz before they start uh, conference playing, and they've already done that. So, including two conference games already in those uh, first couple of games here. Uh, but with that being said, the fact that they've made this progress. 
Are we starting to see the ceiling for this team? We're starting to see that the potential, I should say, for this team to be an elite Big Sky Conference basketball team. Absolutely. I, I think one of the biggest things was that they needed to figure out their roles and Travis needed to cut down the rotation. Um, and, and he's done that. And, you know, they, they found they found a guy in Kyle Owens that at, by the end of it, you know, is going to be in the, in the conversation for a first-team All-Big Conference nod, um, if not, you know, a, a, a MVP, maybe not this year, but the year after. I mean, Kyle Owens is just that type of player. Um, Michael Stebbins starting to figure it out. I mean, he, he struggled early on, you know, because, you know, he'd been out of basketball for almost a year and a half. And, that, and, and, that, and that's tough to readjust and then adjust to, you know, being down 50 pounds or 40 pounds, I think. Um, and then also throwing in some other new guys, like Josh Bannon, Cameron Parker. You know, Josh is a Josh is a freshman. Cameron's a transfer from uh, Sacred Heart. You know, Brandon Whitney, uh, a freshman who's been tremendous, and and Brandon Whitney might be their best defender too. And so, you know, you, you're starting to add you know some of those new guys in. You know, you don't have a guy like Saeed Pridget, um or you know any of those any of those other guys. You know, going back that you know uh, and Ahmad Rory. You know, the, those guys that really epitomize your program. I mean, the the, the Grizz are kind of looking for that right now. And, and there was kind of a void to, to, to kind of fill. And the guys are the guys are figuring out what they need to be doing and figuring out what their roles are and, and, and stuff along those lines. And But it was just always just going to take some time. And, you know, that, that's one of the tough things about having those two early, you know, big sky games as well is, like, you know, now, you're, now you now you put yourself in an 0-2 hole when, you know, if you play those games against Southern Utah right now, you know, you might have a little bit different, um, you know, results in those either split it or the Grizz, you know, possibly could have the Grizz definitely could have won both of those games and perhaps even should have won both of those games. So, you know, it's it, one of those things where it, it was always just going to take some time, but, you know, there's a lot of really, really exciting pieces on the roster. Um, there's a little bit more depth maybe than we thought there would be. Um, and, and, and some guys that were injured and are coming back and, you know, things along those lines too. And, you know, figuring out, you know, who their go-to clutch shooters are and, and, and who is going to be the volume shooters and, and, and just, just different, different things along those lines that, you know, taking some time to figure out. But, you know, you saw in the Washington game, really, and even going back to the Georgia game too. I mean, I, I've, I've keyed in on that as a game that, you know, was kind of started, starting to be a turnaround game for them as well, um, despite losing by 13. But, um, you, 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 you just start to see some some, some progress and, and some different things on, on this squad. Jordan, this team is young, and these guys are obviously playing really well. So let me get your thoughts on this. Do you think this is because they're, they're growing faster, or are these guys just this talent, and the talent is really starting to take over, and these guys are, are just tapping into the very beginning of what they could be? I really think they're just beginning into what they really could be. I mean, you know, last year, again, you have Kendall, you have Jared Samuelson, you have Saeed. You know, you have guys that, you know, were dominating touches all game long because they were the best players in the team and, you know, could could score in a lot of different ways. And, you know, now this year you have a lot more touches open. And it's like, okay, like, who starts getting those touches? And, you know, you, you just got some tremendous freshmen. I mean, you and I were talking a little bit before, you know, about Robbie Beasley. You know, he he's a guy that's, you know, just come in um after an injury and then you know another guy like i was mentioning brandon whitney i mean he's a great perimeter defender he can cover a lot of space you know he stays in front of guys he's very very smart um in in a lot of different ways and you know being able to to react um on, on defense is one of his keys and then you know you have a guy like Cameron Parker. I mean, he's a junior, but, you know, this is his first year on the Grizzly roster, and the guys are, you know, he's a passer. I mean, he, I believe he still holds the NCAA um, record for assists in a game. It was against the D2 school, but even still, I mean, he had 24 assists in that game, and he throws some truly wild passes around. And it's just one of those things where it's just taking guys a little bit to be like, okay, like, I got to be ready for a no-look pass 
coming across court that, you know, I never saw last year because, you know, we, 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 we didn't have that. And no, no diss to Timmy Falls who, who could do some of that stuff, but, um, you know, it, it was, it, it's just, it, it's a different type of player. And then, and then you've got a guy like Josh Vasquez who's, you know, Vasquez who's, um, you know, more of a point guard last year and has switched more to off ball this year. So he hasn't been as ball dominant and, you know, that's an adjustment. And then Derek Carter Hollinger, who's, you know, was injured for three months and, you know, has, has been slow to, to kind of get to the start of the season, the reigning, you know, big sky freshman of the year. But, you know, he's still a guy that, you know, is now now that he's coming off the bench, you know, it's it, it, it's a thing where they have to switch things up a little bit for him too and, you know, figure out, you know, getting him to find a shot and things like that. So I, I really think this team just has a ton of potential and they're so young that, you know, it, it's going to be good down the road that they're cohesing like this, you know, trial by fire, however you say it. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's a young group of guys that are going to come back you know, the same core is going to come back for the next couple of years. And, you know, that's got to be exciting to, to, to Grizz fans. We're talking college basketball with Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian 406 MT Sports as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Uh, Jordan, taking a look at the Big Sky Conference overall right now, obviously we know Montana, they were a team that was picked to be at the top of this conference and to compete for a Big Sky Conference championship. But looking out, out on the outside here to everybody else, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Southern Utah's already got two games up on Montana. Who are looking like the teams that are going to also join Montana in that contender list for the conference title? Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't think you can, you know, throw out Southern Utah. I mean, you know, they've already got two wins in the conference and two wins over anybody in the big sky is always an achievement. Um, you know, they really haven't played uh, too much of anybody, but um, they, they, they did beat Utah Valley and Dixie State, um, fell by two points to Loyola Marymount early on in the season. Um, Eastern Washington has been so close. To, to pulling a couple upsets, um, you know they were they played. I mean they um, almost beat Washington State. They almost beat Arizona in the first two games of the season. They lost those two games by a combined six points. Um, they fell to Oregon, and Oregon's a, a top twenty-five team, a top sixteen team, eighteen team right now. So you know that's that's a pretty good team that they lost to. Um, and then they and then they lost to St. Mary's, another you know uh, fringe NCAA um, contender. Um, that you know they they only lost that game by. Uh, five points. So, I mean, you you really got a, a good Eastern Washington team at the top. I mean, I think the Grizz are still going to be able to contend. Um, you know, I would have said Northern Colorado, but I saw that they're losing to Idaho State earlier today. So we'll see about that. Um, and then and then Sac State, you know, has, has looked kind of de- decent, and they started off two zero um, in in conference as well. So you know, a, a couple teams at the top that, again that I, I think can. I think that can make some noise. Um, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how those back-to-back games, um, the way that they're set up um, this year, will, will will affect the conference standings. You know, if the team's just, you know, down and out, missing a couple players, get swept, you know, that's going to be big in the, the the conference race down the road. And that's why, again, you know, Montana losing those two games to Southern Utah, you know, at the beginning of the season might come back to haunt them a little bit. Um, but you know that that Southern Utah team's got a lot of great players too. So just, just a couple teams. I mean, Weber's always going to be in there. Um, you know, Idaho State looks a little bit better this year. I don't think they're going to contend, but I think they're going to be more of a mid-pack team than at the bottom of the conference. Um, after after a really good start, Montana State um, has kind of dropped a couple games. Hasn't looked quite as good um, as they did in that win over UNLV to to begin the season. You know, they got blown off by Washington State and they blew a lead um, against Portland last night. So you know. Just you know, close there too, because I mean their other loss is a is a four point loss to Pacific. So you know, just 
just a lot of teams, I think, jockeying for position. I think the first couple of weeks, um, a, a big guy player, obviously, really going to tell us a lot. But it, 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 if I if I was a betting man, Eastern Washington, Southern Utah, or Montana are going to end up with that bid. Jordan, let's talk some top 25 college basketball as you obviously have the vote to the AP. Uh, so give me your thoughts, your top 10. Uh, who do you got and why do you got them there? For sure, yeah. I'll, I'll just run down um, what I put what I put this week. Um, Gonzaga at first, uh, Baylor second, uh, Houston third, uh, Kansas fourth, Tennessee fifth, uh, Villanova sixth, uh, West Virginia seventh, Iowa eighth, uh, Texas ninth, and Wisconsin tenth. Um, the biggest thing I, I really think is the is the depth in the Big Ten this year. Um, you know, I, I have I have three I have three Big Ten teams um, in my top in my top eleven with the uh, Rutgers uh, getting in there at eleventh. A great Rutgers squad. Um, Iowa and Gonzaga played um, a couple days ago, um, and Iowa lost that game. Um, I'm really, I'm really high on Baylor. I think that's a great basketball team. They returning some guys, and you know, have a couple guys that you know I really, 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 really like on that roster. Um, you know, and, and Tennessee is a team that can really shoot the ball. They play good defense. You know, West Virginia's got some good wins already this year. Um, you know, just, just, just really some, some, some high level basketball, you know, being played, you know, in the big East, the big 10, the big 12, you know, kind of as normal. Um, but I, I really think that it's pretty much this year it, it's Gonzaga and everybody else. Um, that's a, that's a very, very good Gonzaga team, um, that, that, that we've seen. And, um, you know, some, some other teams I'm kind of on the outside that I'm kind of high on. Um, I kind of like Missouri, you know, they've got some good wins. They're still undefeated this year. Um, Xavier in the Big East, you know, they've started off undefeated as well. Um, Michigan's undefeated again, another Big Ten team that you know I like. And you know, after after kind of an early loss and some COVID issues, Virginia's starting to play some some better ball too. And um, out in the A10, A10 is going to be good this year as well with St. Louis and Richmond, um, two really really good A10 teams that could both end up. Um, I, I think the A10 might be a two big conference this year, so um, that 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 could be something interesting to to, to kind of watch as well. And um, you know, as always, it goes down to getting those 13 games in, as long as you can avoid having COVID issues in your program and all that kind of all that kind of jazz. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it's been it's been a fun year to, to watch some basketball so far. I mean, watching Michigan State get upset the other day was kind of fun, and um, you know, it, 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 it's it's always cool to see. To, to, to see these teams, you know, just kind of just kind of play out and ball out in the early, you know, non-conference season. Really quick, Jordan here, because obviously we've seen a couple Pac-12 teams with Montana. So just driving it back to there for a second. But do you have any trust in the Pac-12 right now? Because I don't know who's good in that conference right now in terms of college basketball. Uh, it's always hard to put any kind of trust in the Pac-12. Um, I, I do like Oregon. I think Oregon's a solid team. Um, Stanford just beat Arizona the other day. You know, Arizona State's a team that's kind of on the kind of on the peripheral there but um it's 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 really it's really usually hard to, to to put too much stock in anybody else besides you know oregon and that's just because that you know that program's year in and year about year in and year out you know has, has proved a little bit um usc that usc ucla has some guys uh for sure i mean chris smith cody riley you know those are two great 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 players um you know for them and you know tyler campbell at the point tiger campbell at the point guard has been has been tremendous so um but yeah, so I, I guess you know UCLA and Oregon are, I guess, are the, are the two Pac-12 teams that I kind of put some trust in. But you know, other than that, it's and it's just it's it's kind of hard to put too much stock into them for sure. Jordan Hanson, our feature guest, joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Jordan, if they want to follow your work, how can they do that? On um, 46 or yell at me on Twitter at Jordy Hanson. I do I do appreciate that.
Well, Jordan, I was about to say, man, I completely agree with your elf opinion, okay? I completely agree with it. I don't understand the hype around that movie, so you and I completely agree on that. Well, see, that's what I'm saying, man. I I just, I, uh, you know, I I think it's it's, it's fine. It's fine. But, like, there's really just really not a lot of Christmas movies that I really like. Um, You know, and I'm really, I, I know this is probably, like, you know, not kosher, but I'm really not a, I'm really not a Will Ferrell fan. I mean, I, I love Talladega Nights. And there's a couple of Will Ferrell movies that I really do like, but overall, I just, I just never really, A, been into um, Christmas movies and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't really like the Christmas story. The Christmas Vacation is fine because all those vacation movies are great. Um, but I, I never really liked Home Alone either. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh I, hey, listen, man, I, I, I'm not going to disagree too much with you. I, I find a Christmas story, but that's more nostalgia because I always watched it with family. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also going to agree with you on the Will Ferrell thing. I have never been a Will Ferrell fan. He's had a couple of good movies. I feel like Will Ferrell's better as a support actor. Like old school, loved him in old school, but not a big fan of him being the leading role. Yeah, no, I, I honestly could not, could not agree more with that. <laughs> Jordan Anson joining us. Jordan, have a happy holidays, my man. I hope you enjoy this weekend. Get some time off. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yep, sounds good. Merry Christmas, everybody.